Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. God bless you. It is always a joy to come into your home and we come with good news each week. We know that God is on your side. When you seek him, you know, you'll find him and God rewards the people that seek after him. So thanks for tuning in. If you're ever in our area, I hope you'll stop by, be a part of one of our services. I promise you this will make you feel right at home. But thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for coming out. I like to get started with something funny each week. And of course, these are just jokes. Don't be offended by them. But I heard about this burglar that broke into a home one night, and just as he grabbed the stereo, he heard a voice saying, Jesus is watching you. He froze in his tracks, and as he shined his flashlight around the room, he came across a parrot in the corner. He was kind of angry. He said, did you say that? The parrot said, yes, I'm just trying to warn you. He said, warn me? What are you talking about? Who are you? The parrot said, my name is Moses. He laughed and he said, what kind of crazy people would name a parrot Moses? The parrot replied, the same kind of people that would name a 150-pound Rottweiler Jesus. (laughs) All right, hold up your Bible. Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. We've been talking about how God is the potter and we are the clay. And we have to work with God and let him make us and mold us. And one of the ways God does this is by allowing us to be in situations where we're uncomfortable, situations where we're going to be tested. And we may not like it, But God uses everything that comes into our lives. Every traffic jam, every person that's hard to get along with, every time things don't go our way, we need to remind ourselves, this is only a test. And I wouldn't be here unless I needed it. And if we'll just keep the right attitude and pass that test, then promotion is on the way. But we're not going to be promoted without first passing the test. And I don't think we realize how much of life is a test. Every day, we're put in situations where we're tempted to worry. Somebody's rude to us. We're tempted to get upset, tempted to be impatient, tempted to be negative, tempted to be critical. If we could just understand, those are all tests of our faith. And every test is an opportunity to come up higher. That's God trying to promote us. But sometimes it seems like We've been dealing with the same issues year after year, getting upset every time we don't get our way, losing our peace when we get stuck in traffic, arguing with our spouse over the same petty issues, and we're wondering when it's ever going to change. God, why don't you do something about it? No, God is not going to remove that. He's trying to do a work in us. We have to stay pliable. We have to be willing to change. The next time you get stuck in traffic, Instead of getting upset, why don't you say, no, I recognize this is only a test. I'm going to keep my cool and just go with the flow. When you do that, you just pass the test. Next time your plans don't work out, you go through a disappointment. Instead of being discouraged for a month, 
Why don't you say, no, this is only a test. I'm going to keep my joy. I'm going to keep my peace. I know God's still in control. See, God told the children of Israel, you have dwelt long enough on this mountain. I believe God's saying the same thing to every one of us. We've been where we are long enough. It's time to go up higher, get rid of bad attitudes, quit getting upset when we don't get our way, quit worrying about things that we can't change. We have to pass these tests. We've got to grow up if we're going to become all that God's created us to be. Now, I want to challenge you today to be more aware of the tests that come into your life. It's not a coincidence that you end up where you end up. It's not a coincidence that maybe you work around somebody that's hard to get along with or that you're not getting the credit you deserve, or maybe things are taking longer than you would like. You have to recognize that's God trying to do a work in you. And instead of fighting it and living upset all the time, why don't you just relax and go with the flow and remind yourself, hey, this is only a test. And the scripture says there in James 1 verse 2, to count it all joy when you fall into various trials. The only way we can stay full of joy when difficulties come is to know that that difficulty is working something in us. And in the end, after we pass that test, we're going to be better off than we were before. And that's why we can keep a smile on our face even though our coworker got the promotion that we wanted. Our attitude should be, I'm not worried about it. I know this is only a test. I'm going to stay full of joy knowing that God has something better in store for me. Or maybe we get bad news from the doctor. It's easy to live down and discouraged. It's easy to worry about that all the time, but just recognize that's a test of your faith. And really, any of us can have a good attitude when everything's going our way. We can all be happy when we're on the mountaintop, but God's looking for some people that will have a good attitude and stay full of joy even in the difficult times even when it looks like the bottom's kind of falling out. I love what the apostle Paul said. He went through all kinds of hardships. He had been mistreated, shipwrecked, gone days and days without food and water. But he said in Acts 20, 24, none of these things move me. He was saying, in effect, I'm not worried about it. I know this is only a test. And no matter what comes against me, large or small, I'm going to keep my peace. I'm going to keep my joy. I know God's still in control. And in the end, he's going to use this all to my advantage. And I want us to learn to say with Paul, none of these things move me. Got stuck in traffic, no big deal. Didn't get the promotion I wanted, not worried about it. Got a bad report from the doctor, that's okay. God's still on the throne. See, we should not be fighting against everything that doesn't go our way. And I know people, they fight every traffic jam. They fight every person that's hard to get along with. Every disappointment, they're all been out of shape. No, that's simply a test. God wouldn't have you there unless you needed it in some way. And instead of trying to change the circumstances, why don't you change? The difficulties are never going to completely go away. It's all in how we respond to them. We can let our adversities drag us down and make us bitter, or we can allow God to use them to make us better, to refine us, to purify us. The question is not, do you have a problem? The real question is, does the problem have you? Are you worried? Are you upset? Are you living stressed out? No, you've let the problem get on the inside. You've got to recognize that's only a test. Keep your joy, keep your peace, and start passing these tests. 
I know some of you today, you're in very difficult situations, maybe in your health or maybe something unfair has happened. And I'm not saying that God sends the trouble, but if you can just keep the right attitude, God will somehow, some way, turn that whole situation around and bring you out better off than you were before. I love how the Bible talks about the saints of old all died in faith. I don't know about you, but when it comes my time to go, I'm not going to go negative, bitter, depressed, blaming God. No, I'm going to go in faith. I'm going to go with a smile on my face, with a spring in my step, knowing that God is still in control. And I want us to be so stable and so consistent that we can say with Paul, none of these things move me. The enemy may have done his best, but his best will never be enough. When it's all said and done, I'm still going to be standing strong. You got to recognize it's only a test. Well, you say, Joel, my wife knows just the right buttons to push. She gets me so upset, so aggravated. Well, let me tell you a secret. If you will dig your heels in and start ruling over your emotions, start exercising some self-control, you're going to pass that test. And you know what? After a while, those buttons are not going to work anymore. They can push you day in and day out, but it's not going to affect you. What's happened? God has refined you. He's purified you. And now the things that used to bother you won't bother you anymore. But here's the whole key. You can't wait for her to change or for him to change. You have to change. Quit arguing over little petty things that don't really matter. Next time you're tempted to say something that you know you shouldn't, step back. Take a deep breath and listen to the voice on the inside. It will always tell you, take the high road. Keep your mouth closed. It's only a test. See, God will always give us an opportunity to pass the test. There will always be at least a split second where we can choose to do the right thing. He'll never let us be tested with more than we can handle. But if we make the mistake of overriding the still small voice and we ignore our conscience time after time, That's when we can go 10, 20, 30 years dealing with the same issues, arguing, fighting, making big deals out of things that are not big deals. And we give up our peace too easily these days. Notice I said, we give it up. That's because nobody can take your peace away from you. Nobody can take your joy. You have to give it away. The decision is yours. And I'm asking you today to stop allowing people and circumstances and a car that broke down, or an unfair boss, an unexpected bill, quit giving away your peace for those things. It's not worth it. It's only a test. If you will begin to pass that test, not only will you be promoted, but you'll start enjoying your life more. I see too many people today that are just enduring life, and that is not God's plan. He said to count it all joy. That means even in the difficult times, Even when things aren't going our way, we should have a smile on our face, a spring in our step, knowing that God still has us in the palm of his hand. As we continue to pass the test, we're going to be promoted. Some of you today, you have to have the last word in every single argument. That thing would die down 15 minutes earlier, but you keep it going and going. (laughs) Well, Joel, I know I'm right. I know she's wrong. But you know what I found? Sometimes you have to let the other person be right just for the sake of peace. Why don't you swallow your pride? Why don't you be the bigger person and do whatever it takes to keep strife out of your home? Don't have to have the last word. Don't have to be the final authority. It's not worth starting World War III over. Some of you, God's been dealing with you about things like this year after year after year. 
And if you would just make these changes, it could save you so much heartache and pain. Hey, you say, Joel, it's hard. Yes, it may be difficult, but you know what's more difficult? Living in misery for the next 20 years. It's more painful to live in a home filled with strife and contention. You have to ask yourself, do you want to be right or do you want to have peace? Sometimes you can't have both. I can tell you, Victoria, in my relationship today, it's better than it was 19 years ago when we first got married. But that doesn't happen automatically. We had to be both willing to change, willing to make compromises. You have to let God make you and mold you. I found it's when we get hard-headed and stubborn that we do like the children of Israel and we keep going around the same mountain year after year and we never make it into our promised land. Now, I want each one of you to experience the good things of God. And I know this happens when we grow up. It happens as we pass the test all along the way. Understand, when you overlook an offense, you just pass the test. When you bite your tongue, even when you feel like arguing, you pass the test. When you let somebody else be right, even though you know they're wrong, you passed another test. What's happening? God's making you and molding you. Not only are you going to come up to a new level, but you're going to have more joy, more victory in your life. And the Bible talks about how we are to take up our cross daily. You know what part of that cross is? Not giving in to everything our flesh wants to do. Human nature wants to have the last word in an argument. Human nature doesn't want to forgive a wrong. It's not natural for us to want to bless our enemies. It's not natural to want to have a good attitude when things aren't going our way. But if we can just learn to go against the grain, to deny our flesh, to keep our joy, to keep our peace, when we do that, we're passing the test. And that's when God can promote us. The scripture says in James 1.12, after you have stood the test, after you have been approved, you will receive the victor's crown of life. Of course, we all want to be the victor. We all want that crown of life. But the real question is, are we willing to pass the test? And every person is different. You're going to be tested in the areas that you struggle in, in the areas where you need to be refined. I would just encourage you, the next time you find yourself in an uncomfortable, difficult situation, look inside and say, God, help me to learn out of this situation what you want me to learn. A lot of times we're trying to pray it away and resist it. And the reason it doesn't go away is because God's trying to do a work in us. And if we could just recognize it and be willing to change, then the circumstances will change. I found that sometimes God will put us in a situation where we're not getting any kind of thanks, any kind of appreciation. Maybe at the job, you're doing all the work, but not getting any credit. Or maybe you've been serving in our children's ministry, volunteering out there in the nursery, But a couple of years, nobody's really thanked you. Your husband doesn't appreciate what you do. Seems like people almost go out of their way to not thank you, to not compliment you. You have to recognize that is a test of your faith. That's God trying to teach you to trust him in a greater way and to not need the approval of people. Don't get bitter. Don't have a chip on your shoulder. Keep a good attitude knowing that God's working something in you. He's growing you up. He's getting you prepared for greater things. I remember when I first started ministering a little over seven years ago, I was very insecure and I relied real heavily on people's compliments. 
And if enough people didn't tell me that I did good, they enjoyed the service, and I'd go home all discouraged, wondering if I was even called to do this. And it's interesting, the first year or so, I got so many compliments, and I'd go home every Sunday all fired up, ready for the next week. And see, God knows exactly what we need. He knows just how much pressure to apply. He knows when it's going to be too much, and He also knows when it's time for us to grow up. And God's not going to leave you alone. You may get away with being impatient for a little while or with having a sour attitude or with saying things you know you shouldn't. But eventually, God's going to begin to deal with you and put you in situations so you can get rid of that. And you can either recognize it and work with God or you can fight it and fight it and just go month after month being miserable. Some of you today, you're wondering, what's going on in my life? Why are these people not treating me right? Why am I doing all the work but not getting any of the credit? Well, maybe it's because God's trying to grow you up. He's trying to refine you, to purify you so he can take you to a new level. Why don't you work with God and quit fighting against everything and be willing to change? This is what I had to do because a couple of years later, I wasn't getting the appreciation and the encouragement that I was used to. And I remember one week in particular, I preached the best sermon that I possibly could. And I was really wanting to get some good feedback. But do you know, not one person said a word, not even Victoria. And she always says something encouraging. <laughs> My point is, sometimes God will have people in your own life on purpose to not give you what you want just so you could grow up. I mean, Victoria's whole personality is very encouraging, very complimentary. For her to not do that, it had to be God, especially with as good as my message was that week. (laughs) And what are you laughing at? (laughs) But one day I realized this is just a test. This is God trying to teach me to not rely on what everybody thinks and not to rely on the approval of people, but instead to just do my very best unto Him, knowing that He is pleased. It's funny, a minister friend of mine struggled in this same area. He told me one day after his Sunday service, he called the man that sells tapes and he asked him, did anybody buy any tapes of my message today? And he was hoping to get some good news and the guy said, no, nobody bought any tapes today, but one lady did return one from last week. <laughs> well, we have to realize those are times of testing. And so today, if you're doing all the work and not getting any credit, that's a test. If your spouse is not complimenting you as much as you would like, that's a test. People seem to overlook you. Just take it in stride and pass the test. God's trying to grow you up. You know how easy it is to get a chip on our shoulder. Nobody appreciates me. See if I ever do anything for you. No, keep a good attitude and just say, God, I'm going to keep doing my best unto you. And even if people don't recognize it, even if I don't get the credit I deserve, I believe that you will give me everything that I need. And see, God told the children of Israel, I led you into the wilderness for a purpose, to test you, to prove you, and to see if you'd keep my commands. Notice there's always going to be a time of testing, a time of proving that we all have to go through. And if we don't learn how to keep a good attitude in the wilderness, we'll never make it into our promised land. And this is where so many people miss it. The wilderness is when you're not getting your way when things are slower than you would like, when people don't appreciate you, when you're doing the right thing, but you're not seeing any right results. Listen, you got to just keep pressing forward. When you do that, 
You're not only passing the test, but you're allowing God to do a deeper work in you. He's developing your character, getting you prepared for greater things. And we have to understand that most of life is routine. Most of life is not real exciting. And one of the tests that we have to pass is to simply live day in and day out with enthusiasm. We should get up every morning excited about that day. And even though it's a plain old ordinary day, we should be grateful that we were able to get out of bed, grateful that we have air to breathe, grateful that we have our health. We've got to quit focusing on what we don't have and start thanking God for what you do have. Do you know each day is a gift from God? We may not even be here tomorrow. What a shame to live this day negative, defeated, and depressed. No, we need to learn to say with David, this is the day the Lord has made. Doesn't matter what's going on in my life. Doesn't matter how many tests I'm going to face. I'm making a decision. I'm going to live this day happy and enjoy my life. You got to pass that test. Be faithful in your wilderness so you can make it into your promised land. And we need to realize God is working behind the scenes in our lives right now, whether we see anything happening or not. He's getting us prepared. I think about David. He spent year after year out there in the wilderness taking care of his father's sheep. And all of his brothers were out having fun, doing what they liked. Their life was much more exciting. But David, being the youngest, he got stuck taking care of his father's sheep. And I'm sure it was lonely out there at times. I'm sure there were times it was very boring. And here David was a young man. He had big dreams in his heart. He could have easily gotten sour. He could have got a chip on his shoulder. God, it's not fair. Why did I get stuck out here? No, he didn't do that. He just kept passing the test day after day, being the best that he could be. And all those years, it didn't look like God was doing anything. Kind of looked like David was just wasting his time. But no, all that time, God was at work in David's life, behind the scenes, getting him prepared. It was out there in the lonely shepherd's fields that David learned to fight the lion and the bear. That's where he learned the skill of the slingshot. That's where he developed trust, patience, endurance, confidence. God was getting him prepared. And some of you today, you've lost your enthusiasm for life. Doesn't look like your dreams are coming to pass. Nothing exciting is happening in your life. Listen, you're out there just like David. You're in a time of testing. And you have to prove to God that you're ready to go into your promised land. The way you do that is by being faithful day in and day out. Even when you don't feel like it, keep a smile on your face. Keep being good to people. Keep giving. Keep serving. Keep coming to church. Keep believing. We may not like it, but it's in those wilderness times when we don't see anything happening. That's when we're really growing. That's when we're developing a depth to our character. And so if you're here today dragging around with no joy, no enthusiasm, no victory, you have got to change your attitude. God is at work in your life. And you may not see anything happening. In fact, you may look around and just see a bunch of disappointments and conflicts and obstacles. But you need to learn to say with the Apostle Paul, none of these things move me. I know God's at work in my life. I know he's got a good plan for me. And I'm going to stay faithful and keep being the best that I can be. 
Let me tell you, when you have an attitude like that, you are passing the test and your day of promotion is on its way. We need to be aware of the different tests that come into our life. Maybe all your friends are getting married, but you're still single. You really haven't met anybody. Well, that's a test of your faith. Your attitude should be, that doesn't move me. I'm not going to live negative and defeated. I know God's working behind the scenes. And at the right time, he's going to bring the right person into my life. Pass that test. Or maybe another test. You're hanging around with some friends and they start to talk about somebody. They start to gossip and stir up trouble. Understand, it's not a coincidence that you're there. That's God giving you an opportunity to prove to him that you're going to take the high road and not say something to ruin their reputation. Maybe the person they're talking about has done you wrong and you've got some real juicy information that could be the icing on the cake and really make them look bad. You know, in our mind, we can justify it. We can think of a thousand reasons, but I'm asking you today to take the high road. When you overlook an offense, when you cover a fault, when you keep your mouth closed, you pass the test. That's when God can promote you. And what I'm saying today is if we're going to go to a higher level, we always have to pass some kind of test. Be aware of the test in your life. Maybe just little things. Getting stuck in traffic, there's a test. Somebody's rude to you, there's a test. Freeways closed, there's a test. Things are taking longer than you would like. Those are all tests. And some of you are going to be tested before you get home today. The police officer in the parking lot, he's going to let 400 cars go in front of you. Are you going to dare count it all joy? Keep a good attitude and think maybe I need this? Or are you going to say, I don't care what that kid said, I'm blowing my horn. (laughs) Driving home, you're in a hurry, going 75. You get behind a car, going 55. You're boxed in, you can't get around. Recognize that's a test. You better be nice, they're probably from Lakewood. (laughs) You get home, you want to watch the ball game. Been looking forward to it, but the doorbell rings. It's the new family in the neighborhood. They stop by to just spend some time to get to know you better. That's a test. Are you going to be friendly and invite them in? Are you going to say, hey, we don't live here. We're just cleaning the carpet. (laughs) No, pass the test. God knows what we need. I want us all to be able to say with Paul, none of these things move me. Make a decision with me that you're going to keep your joy, keep your peace. When things don't go your way, remind yourself, hey, this is only a test. Remember, you must need it or God wouldn't have you there. Quit fighting against everything. Quit struggling with it and look inside and allow God to do the work. And I know some of you, you feel like you're in those wilderness times and things are happening in your life you don't understand, but that's when you have to trust God. Dare to count it all joy, knowing that God's still got you in the palm of his hand. No matter what comes against you, as long as you keep the right attitude and keep passing these tests, the good news is you're not going to stay in the wilderness. God's promised he'll promote you. He'll take you into your promised land and you'll experience that life of victory that he has in store. Amen. Do you receive it today? We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed of. Thank you for listening to the Joel Osteen Podcast. Help us continue to share the message of hope with those all over the world. 
Visit joelosteen.com slash give hope to give a gift today. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired all through the week. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.